In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. At Christmas, God starts small. Life then was very much like life now. The world was very tired. It was a world full of uncertainty and fear, unpredictable and unfair, and sometimes even violent. And the chronic pain of not knowing what would come next had left folks weary and begging for a cure. And so the question, where is God, was very much in play. For some in Rome, Caesar was a likely candidate. He was the most powerful man on earth, and he was able to keep the empire relatively calm. Some citizens even called Caesar son of God, hoping that he would push power down, all the way down to their dinner table, while keeping order and making their future more certain. For others around Jerusalem, King Herod was a local possibility. But like so many other kings of Israel, he was not God's man. King Herod was a bully with a crown, self-indulgent and political to the point of murder as the wise men and the babies around Bethlehem are about to find out. But our God starts small. God's small start is not a small step. The distance between what we once were a very long time ago when we were fully human, when we were holy and blessed to be the sons and daughters of Eden, the distance between that and what we have become, so fearful and so very tired, is regrettably long. But tonight, in Christ, the great distance has been overcome. God himself has bent down, and that to save us. And he has found a gentle place among us as a child in a manger. Where is God? He is here. Starting small, was a mark of divine genius. You all know that sudden moves can spook the wounded, but babies are disarming, and with every squirm and cry, they beg for a relationship with us. They beg for, the, for us to hold them near. Tonight, Emmanuel, God with us, is really God within our embrace. 
But that, as you all know, is just the start. Soon, every Sunday, we will come to know a Jesus who has a calm way of engaging sinners, but without startling them. The little, the least, the last, the lost, and the dead are energized by his touch. The very worst woman in town feels free to wash his feet with her tears, confident that he will not only receive her, but also defend her. At Easter, Mary Magdalene, after meeting Jesus, risen from the dead, her very first impulse is to hold him. It is his embrace, it is his touch, it is his flesh, even as a baby, that closes the gap between what we were and what we have become, that closes the gap between God and us, between heaven and earth. Knowing that, never mistake God's small start tonight as a small thing. If the uncertainty and the worry, the weakness and the troubles of your own life are overwhelming you, know that they are never bigger than his manger, his cross, or his resurrection. Come what may, you are in God's hands. We are all within his reach and all meant to be held dear. If that is true, then why is our world so tired? The answer is so simple that we often find it difficult to accept. We are out of step with Eden, and we have come unhinged from the way of the cosmos. It is our sin that grinds us down. Every lie, every cheat, every betrayal, every darkness, every violence, and every shame tangles us up and wears us out and makes us less than we were meant to be, pushing us farther away from home, farther away from Eden. But tonight is a night of hope. Tonight, what the Holy Spirit once did for the Blessed Virgin Mary long ago, tonight the Holy Spirit does that for each one of you gathered here. The miracle of Christmas is that Jesus touched her, that Jesus joined his flesh to hers. The miracle of Christmas is the miracle of divine embrace. For the Blessed Virgin Mary, as we heard in the gospel appointed for this evening, it happened at conception. When the angel Gabriel spoke a miracle into her ear, 
And the Holy Spirit used the angel's words to make a virgin pregnant. It was Jesus spoken into her. It was Jesus' holy touch. That is what saved her. And it was Jesus' holy touch that drew her near as his very first disciple. Let it be unto me according to your will. Drew his mother near and made her a model for every Christian sense. For you, the very same divine embrace, the very same divine fleshly touch is yours tonight at his Holy Eucharist, where the very same holy flesh of Jesus, born this night in Bethlehem so long ago, touches you. Here with his words at his altar, Jesus speaks a miracle into your ear and into bread and wine. And with that, he joins his flesh to your flesh. Touching you, the holy flesh of Jesus saves you, erasing every sin you've got, every lie, every cheat, every betrayal, every darkness, every violence, every shame, reconciling you to God and to others and even to yourself which often seems most difficult. But after all, if there is no sin, there is nothing left to fight about. So tonight, this Christmas Eve, is your fresh start, touching you just the way he touched every broken person in the past. The holy flesh of Jesus changes you energizing and enriching and healing and raising and forgiving you, freeing you, knowing that even in a very tired and very painful world, Jesus will not only receive you, but defend you as his own. The answer to the terrors of a tired world is not more Caesar or more Herod not more grinding power, not more that crushes others underfoot. That is only the illusion of stability and peace. The answer to the terrors of this world is a good night's rest next to a manger and then awakening. It's a resurrection, really, to a new day with a life that is joined to the flesh of Christ. You can have that right now, tonight, at his Holy Eucharist, when Jesus touches you with a holy touch and takes away your sins, and then sends you out bearing Emmanuel, God with you as God is within you. As a down payment, on that of which the angels sing, a place of glory and holiness and light, of divine love and ceaseless beauty, a heaven, a family, an Eden, filled with those who are fully human, those who are home,
drawn there by a God who starts very small but is always more forever. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.